This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the Everyday Mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Everyday Mind Podcast. In this episode, I have such a treat for you guys. Today, we're going to be speaking with Tara Cowderman. She is quickly becoming one of my favorite online business friends. And in this podcast, she is bringing so much valuable information as she shares her own personal development journey and how she has come to understand how her beliefs were driving how she was showing up in her life and in her business and the process that she goes through every day to recognize and change those beliefs. There is so much inspiring and on purpose changes and discussions that happen in this episode. I am so excited to share it. But first, before that, if you're listening to this episode in May of 2019, I definitely want you to head on over to naftaliroberts.com forward slash giveaway. There you will find the amazing giveaway that we have going on right now to celebrate the launch of the Everyday Mind podcast. We're having fun and I add new and different ways to enter each and every week, so head on over there, and if you already have, go back and enter some more because we have some amazing prizes and gifts. As well, if through the course of this episode, you find yourself noticing that you, like Tara, have some limiting beliefs um, that are getting in the way of you showing up for those in your life or being in your business in a authentic way, then I want to encourage you to head on over to the On Purpose Life and Business Facebook community and push join. Definitely answer the questions because we don't let anyone in without answering the questions, but join because I think it is really important when you have beliefs that are tripping you up to have others walking alongside with you as you recognize and transform those beliefs into beliefs that no longer impact your day-to-day life and business. And that's what we are there for in the On Purpose Life and Business Facebook community. If you can't find the group, go to the link in the show notes and you will be able to join. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Welcome to the Everyday Mind Podcast. I am so excited that you are joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to just get to know you more. And I know we've had fun conversations before, so this is going to be a blast. Woohoo. Yeah, I was on Tara's podcast a few weeks ago where we recorded it. It will go live at some point, maybe before or after this interview. <laughs> Who knows? So Tara, tell me uh, and our audience a little bit more about who you are, who your people like in your life are, and then kind of just about your everyday life. Yeah. Okay. So I am a mom to two toddlers, four and two, a wife and a small business owner. I really, really struggled when I 
started my motherhood journey, I felt like I needed to dim my light. I needed to sacrifice all of the things that were important to me so that I could be a good mom. And what I didn't realize is that by doing that, I was not leading by example at all. And I wasn't showing up for my kids the way that I should be. So long, like fast forward through all of this stuff, because there's a long story in between there, but I realized that self-care, personal development, and really leaning into who I am as a person is one of the most important and impactful things I can do for my kids. So now what I do is I help moms and mom entrepreneurs find a better blend in life and realize that they matter for who they are, not just who they parent. And I think that's something we forget as moms. So I I love just helping them kind of work through that and realize that they can show up for their family in the best way possible, but also show up for themselves. Hmm. I love that. So to kind of jump back a little bit in the story, I love that you said that you kind of believed that you had to dim your light just to be like a good mom, a good wife, a good, were you working at that time or were you at home? What were you doing? So I was a stay-at-home mom. I've been fortunate enough to be a stay-at-home mom right from the beginning, but I learned very quickly that while I loved being a mom, I was not a stay-at-home mom, Pinterest, PTO, like, and that is what the, when I thought about parenthood, that's what I thought I was going to be. So Mm -hmm. this was something that shook me really deep to the core because I felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to. I felt like I, my relationship could be in jeopardy because I was now someone who, this isn't what we talked about for the last however many years we had been together before we had kids. Mm -hmm. So it was very scary what was going to happen, but I was a stay at home mom at this time. And those feelings started coming up that I, I need more. I want more but I don't know what to do. Mm. And so those feelings came up for you. And were you aware what you were feeling right at first? Or did it kind of come out in other ways before you kind of tuned into what was going on? Yes. Oh my gosh. It came in so many other ways. It came in a short temper. It came in complete overwhelm, being stressed out all the time. And I didn't realize it at the time, but now with the perspective and the life experience I have now, I can look back and realize I was probably a little bit depressed too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of function in that more depressive sort of space without being aware of it. Maybe it's not full on clinical depression, but it is that like just a little bit of hopelessness, a lot of irritability and a just kind of, yeah, an unawareness of what they are feeling and thinking because they're so in the middle of it. One of the things I was thinking while you were talking was as you have taken this journey and you've kind of explored those thoughts and those feelings that have gone along with where you were at when you started this journey, do you know where those beliefs came from? Like, is that? (laughs) Oh, this is a deep one. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Let me just gather myself here a second. We're about to go on an emotional ride. I 
had a very interesting childhood. Mm. We'll say that. And I realized through this personal development and self-care journey that I struggled with a lot of limiting beliefs from that childhood. Mm. And I felt like I was never going to be good enough at anything. So that bled into motherhood, but it also bled into what I really wanted and to be able to pursue something of my own to build a business by myself. So I was in this place of, I am afraid to do anything differently because I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I will never be good enough. So it was hard to make those like quote sacrifices to have a business, have something of my own and still be a good mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. I very much know what you mean. When you were in that season, because I think there's probably a lot of people listening here that are in that season or have been there. And so I guess I'm curious for you, when you were there and you were functioning out of this limiting belief where you weren't good enough at anything, would you have said that to your friends? Or were you kind of showing the world and even maybe your conscious self something different? Oh man, no, I, this was something that I, I held and carried completely alone. Mm -hmm. This was, even with my partner, like we didn't have these discussions. It was all something that I felt like I had to internalize Mm -hmm. and that I had to keep to myself because if I spoke up, then I wasn't a good mom. If I was telling anyone, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm not a good mom. Mm -hmm. If I wanted something more than to just be a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. wasn't a good mom. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I know that I've shared, like, on previous episodes, but, like, um, that was a similar journey for me in that I spent, oh, gosh, like, the first two, two and a half years of parenthood not even recognizing in myself that I was functioning from that place. And it was really my partner coming to me Mm -hmm. and saying, you're not happy, to which I argued because I was like, yes, I am. Because if I wasn't, I wasn't a good mom. I wasn't a good wife. And he, he's not all about the feelings. We're a really good mix. And he looked at me and he was like, you're not. And you need to either figure this out, like get uh-huh. your stuff together. I don't know what you need to do inside <laughs> of you. Right. I don't really, I mean, he didn't say he didn't care because he cares about me, but like literally like get your stuff figured out. Right. Or if you can't, I can't live in this because basically he was feeling constantly what he loved later said was I was putting on him my not feeling okay. Right. And I didn't realize I was doing it. And I look back now and I was, but you know, every time he would have a really big success and work, which would often mean he was gone more because he works in the entertainment industry. And that looks like that. I would get overwhelmed and stressed, but I wouldn't invite him into that space because to me, I was like, well, I got to tough it out. Yes. No, that's exactly, exactly what it is. You feel like you have to take on everything. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the perfect Pinterest, I always talk about, you know, like Pinterest moms and Pinterest house, because we all go on there and we scroll through and we compare ourselves and how we're not good enough and how we are not keeping a perfectly organized house. And that makes us less than those moms that are. 
And I was mad at him for that. I was mad at him because I was comparing myself to Mm -hmm. my social media scrolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So much. And like projecting. I think, okay, so I think this is one of the things that can happen in our lives, it can happen in our business. It's easy for us to assume that that's what people want of us. They want that perfect mom, perfect wife, perfect business owner. And the journey I think both Tara and I are talking about having gone on is recognizing that actually that is the opposite of what people in our want lives need and want from us. And so exactly that it is serving people in the much most effective and loving way for us to get in tune with that. One of the things that I hear a lot from people is that this idea that personal development can become rather self-focused, that if you do it a certain way, that people can start to be like, well, I don't care about what anyone else thinks. And what I like to point out is that that is the opposite of my experience on the journey and actually many people's on the journey is that as I recognized what was going on in my mind every day and how I was reacting to that unconsciously, as I brought that into the conscious, as I became mindful and living a life of notice, I didn't become more selfish. I actually became more attuned. Would you say that's the journey you've been on? Yes, absolutely. And something that I've learned is self-care, while it is about us and, you know, self, when I talk about self-care, I'm not just talking about bubble baths and, and manicures. I'm talking about like the deep journaling, fueling your mind, growth. So self-care, yes, well, it's about you. It's so much more about all of the people around you too. Hmm. Yeah. Say no to bubble baths. By the way, I know I said that to you before, but oh my gosh, I'm well. The thing that I love to say, right? If bubble baths do it for you, then sure, go do it. But if you're taking a bubble bath with a chaotic mind, then it's just sitting in a pile of dirt with pretty bubbles on. Yes. Exactly. And I think this gets especially in pretty Instagram feeds and things like that. You know. It's easy to say self-care is bubble baths and manicures and and things like that. But you guys, you have to go so much deeper to actually unravel all of that stuff that is causing that overwhelm, causing that stress. And I challenge, I'm speaking to moms, but you know, this can apply to everyone. Mm -hmm. If you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling stressed out, it is so much less about everyone around you and it's about you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take the steps to fix it, if you don't dive into self-care and personal development, that's on you. That's not on them. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to hear more about this, head on over to episode one, where I talk all about the difference between feeling overwhelmed and being overwhelmed. And yes, overwhelmed as an identity is causing a lot of impact in your life and it's probably not what you want. So head on over to that episode. (laughs) When I think about this too, I think about when you ask a friend how they're doing and, and you know, this is a closer friend, not the friend that just says, Oh, I'm great. Even though that's not how they are. The, the, the one that semi opens up a little bit Mm -hmm. and says, you know, I'm overwhelmed. 
overwhelmed has become this identity and this like, Mm -hmm. if you're not overwhelmed as a mom, then you're not doing it right. Overwhelmed is the new black is what I like to say. Oh my gosh. It's ridiculous because that is not how we should be living our life. We should not be living our life to make every, every single person on the planet happy to volunteer 10,000 hours at school and to make cute Pinterest snacks. And again, I keep going back to Pinterest, but that's where I compared myself a lot. So that's why I bring it up. And it should not be about that stuff. It should be about the meaningful moments, the connection with your kids, that the growth of yourself and not leading by an example of just being stuck and, and lifeless almost. Yeah. So a couple months ago, once this episode airs, I at our church, our pastor was talking about rest. And as a concept that is kind of counterintuitive in our culture. And he said something that just struck me and I knew it. And yet it just kind of was like, oh yeah, the rest as a built in rhythm of life is the only biologically necessity driven need that each of us have. It's a rhythm that we can ignore, that we can't ignore if our heart rhythm and beat is off. If we can't ignore, if we aren't breathing, like that's a necessity and yet rest, we can, and we, we minimize. Well, and it, it's viewed as a weakness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, no, I need to rest. And like we were talking about right before we hit record on this episode, I was trying to get six months ahead and just my schedule was crazy. I actually felt like I was getting sick. I'm like, and I, and I sat there, I was in my desk chair. I sat there and I said, I manifested this myself because I'm trying to push and push and push. And I'm not listening to what my body needs. I literally made myself sick because I was not resting. And I see way too many people do it. Mm -hmm. We just need to cut it out. Like you'd have to take the time to breathe and relax and recover and rest and not just go, 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 go. Yeah. Okay. So kind of switching topics, but not really. I know that, okay, you just mentioned that you were like in the process of recording all of these things. Tara has a podcast, which is awesome. And you are in the process right now of totally reworking that. And yet not really, but a little bit. Yep. Um, So tell us about kind of this new shift in your business and then kind of how you took that journey. What did you clue into that made you know it was time to make a change? Yeah. Okay. So this is a really interesting and funny story um, because I was folding laundry and I got one of those. I feel like they always come at moments like that when I'm just doing something kind of mindless, but there's no technology on or around Mm me. Probably not by coincidence. Um, And I just got this kind of pull and it was, Tara, you need to rebrand right now. And I'm like, okay, hold on, because I just recorded all of these episodes. I need to rebrand. And I realized that where I just needed to be more direct in who I was helping and what I was doing, because my, my messaging was getting lost because I was trying to be all things to all people. And I was trying to be kind of like cute and clever. And I wasn't being clear enough. 
So this rebrand happened. I recently, well, it was last year, I started working in a group coaching program, like an online course, and it changed everything. I have been going five different directions to Sunday, like since Mm -hmm. this course. And I finally found, I finally found my alignment, my center. Mm -hmm. And what I really wanted to do was connect and help moms through that phase that I was in Mm -hmm. that phase of silently suffering. And I, I like, to say that they're, they're just kind of like letting themselves wilt and die mm-hmm. instead of stepping into the person that, that they should be becoming. And mm-hmm. just because we have kids doesn't mean that we, we should stop that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we need to completely take ourselves off the track. It doesn't mean that we need to, to stop being us, but we, we need, we grow together. And motherhood is supposed to be something that is so joyous. And yes, there are moments of stress. Yes, there are moments of overwhelm, but that should not be how you define it. Mm -hmm. And so many of us in that state, that's how we define it. Mm -hmm. And that's how our kids are going to define it when they get older. Oh, yeah. When I think about like, whether it's motherhood or whether it's maybe you you went through a divorce and that is the season that you're in. Maybe it is that you transitioned careers. Maybe it is that you were in a career that works for you and it's not what you dreamed of. It feels like an identity can so easily kind of squelch our dreams. And so kind of what I'm hearing you say is that you're helping people kind of expand into the great abyss of possibility and that it's not limitless, which I am aware is, is that something related to the name of your, your yes. program? Yes. So the podcast is being changed to the limitless mamas show. Mm-hmm. And then our community, which oh, I just love my tribe in there. We are the limitless mamas collaborative because motherhood is not about just sinking into yourself and suffering. It's about coming together and finding actionable solutions to make a difference mm. so that you don't have to live that life because you don't. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not just about motherhood. Now, that's that's my experience. So that's kind of my zone of genius. So that's who yeah. I talk to. But you guys, this goes so far beyond that because there are so many people that are miserable because of a career that they're in that, mm-hmm. yes, it pays the bills, but it, it's not fulfilling them. Mm-hmm. Or you know, like you said, with divorce, there are so many seasons of life. Mm-hmm. And as I feel like as a society now, we kind of just get stuck in going day by day mm-hmm. and we're not looking at the bigger picture, but our life is built day by day. So mm-hmm. if we're not looking at that bigger picture, we're going to wake up one day and ask ourselves, what have we been doing and why are we not happy? Oh yeah, definitely. And that's such a big question. We can't fully get into it. But if someone is here listening today and they're like, wow, I am feeling stuck in a box, whether it's motherhood, whether it's this new identity or role or the role that they have chosen and doesn't align with them. Having gone through this journey yourself, what is one specific way that someone can start down this path of exploring being limitless? What can they do? What can they do today or this week that will kind of start taking them down that path? 
This is a tough question. I'm trying to like think back and really put myself in that headspace of where I was at when I started. And it all started with waking up early so that I was alone, especially as moms. But, you know, even if you're not a mom, Mm -hmm. this still applies. We are always surrounded by people and we never have that time to really sit with ourselves and evaluate where our life is, what our actual desires are, and how what we're feeling is not aligning with what we want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Practicing a kind of a discipline of silence and creating that in life. So I think, yeah, especially in our culture that we live in, silence is not necessarily seen as a valuable thing. And yet you think historically, because I was homeschooled growing up, so I love thinking historically, you think about it. And that's how the great philosophers of old, the great minds of old, got to where they were, they practiced a discipline of silence. They Mm -hmm. built that into their life and they knew that it was important. And yet we live in a culture that we're subconsciously told or consciously told over and over again, be busy. If you're, if you have time to be quiet, like you're not doing something right, like you're not hustling. Like, let's not even get into that word. (laughs) I know you and I both hate the hustle. I think that is a really good place to start. And so one of the things I want to say to everyone that's sitting here listening and saying, I do not have time to be quiet. You do. These are the places that sometimes I find and build in quiet. I tell my husband I'm going to go take a shower. And he knows that that may mean I'm going to take a shower or That means that I go practice five minutes of silence and then take a five-minute shower. It's the same amount of time, but it's quiet, and I'm intentional about it, and I don't take my phone with me, and I'm not scrolling the internet, but I sit and breathe. Yep. So I love that you said that because something I realized that I was doing that I did not realize at the time was that I was waking up and literally first motion phone, hand, Mm -hmm. still laying in bed, scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, whatever, Pinterest. And I realized that's just not okay because we're immediately taking it. There's so, I mean, there's positivity on all of these platforms too, Mm -hmm. but there's so much negativity and we're starting our day with that. Mm -mm, No. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I highly encourage you not to pick up your phone first thing in the morning. So what I did to really find that silence, right, with two toddlers, a husband, that it's hard to come by, but I made time for it by getting up early and setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I made sure that in our routine, the girls go to bed at seven o'clock and they wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. If they wake up before then, that's great. They have to stay in their room because time before that is mommy's time. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it is because I need that. It's a necessity to look in, to have that quiet, to be able to, to look into yourself, to figure out and make sure that you're on the right path, that you're, you're following the right journey. Yeah. And I think it's setting those clear boundaries. I love that you highlighted that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to feel, whether you live by yourself, whether you have a life where you stay at home, whether you have a corporate income coming in, whether it's going to feel like you do not have space for it. 
And what I think yep. I know that Tara and I have both learned is you do, and it doesn't have to be a lot of space, but there is going to be a hard conversation that you either have with yourself on repeat or with others where you say, I am going to take this. Now, you don't have to be mean about it. You can say, here, I need this. This is what I'm thinking of taking it. Does this work in our whole greater ecosystem? And if not, tweak it, not give it up, tweak what works in the ecosystem. But then it is having those boundaries. And yeah, it was funny. So the first, my husband and I started getting up early and we haven't been of late, but we're getting back into it. We just went through a move. And so it got off. Oh, everything. Yeah. But the first time we did it, I recognized that I hadn't clarified to my introverted husband who normally does just want quiet that that wasn't a space where I wanted him, which I normally want him talking to me. I'm an extrovert, but that hour I didn't actually want it. And so the first morning we got up and he was like trying to talk to me and like, do you want me to make breakfast? Do you want to have coffee? Like da da da. And I just sat there grumpy for the first day. And then the next day I was like, Hey baby. So I love you. And I don't want to talk to you in that hour. And he was like, what? You always want to talk to me. And I was like, yeah, so that's not the purpose of this. And he was like, okay, great. I don't want to talk to you either. <laughs> so I love it. Had we not had that hard, and I'm doing air quotes, which no one can see except Tara, that hard conversation, we would have gone for months and we would have stopped getting up because it wouldn't have met the purpose goal. So right, exactly. you're going to get up early. If you're going to stay up an hour late, if you're going to take an extra long shower, which half of it is just you sitting on your toilet, breathing, whatever it is. Yeah. Or go take a walk. Or yeah. I mean, when I feel like when we talk about, you know, being in silence, people think of us like sitting cross-legged with, you know, like meditating in a yoga pose. And no, it doesn't have to be like that. No. If that doesn't, feel good to you. So I, I started there because I had no clue what to do. Mm -hmm. And I was so far away from this. Mm -hmm. But when I sat there in that, I was like, okay, what, why am I, why do I keep thinking about going for a walk? So why don't Mm -hmm. I do that? And then you can, you can start to build other things in for what actually brings you that peace and silence and enjoyment. It it doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged on the floor. Yeah. And You know, speaking of your husband, I love sharing this because I think it's hilarious. If this was something I just decided to do, I let him know. I said, sorry about my alarm, but you know, I just, I need to get up early. And he's like, okay, whatever. You know, he didn't really care. And a couple weeks later, there was a day where I didn't get up and he asked me why I didn't get up. And I was like, oh, I can't believe you actually noticed that. And he's like, Tara, you are a 100% different person when you get up in the morning versus when you don't. And I stood there and my husband, I mean, he pays attention, right? He's not oblivious, but he doesn't pay that close of attention. And it was this really jarring moment for me. Like, okay, this solidifies. I need to make myself a priority because it is affecting the way that I'm showing up in my life. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that story. It's so, I think, quintessential for us to just sit and ponder that. So I think for anybody listening that 
it's like, okay, this is great. And I don't exactly know like where to start, but I want to get up early. But what do I do during that time? One of the things I did want to mention that if you head on over to NaftaliRoberts.com, you will find my three methods guide to basically five minute or less mindfulness exercises that I use and were often ones I started using when I started on this journey of mindfulness to kind of know what to do in that silence, have like active ways. Cause I think if anybody listening is like me, I heard five minutes of silence and I was like, mm, I can't do that. I'm an extrovert. I need, I need feedback. What's yes. gonna... So these three methods are really good and they're very doable. I did them in the midst of three kids ran two and a half, businesses, you know, I did all the things. So they're really applicable for anyone that's saying, I don't have time for this because these you do. So head on over, download that. Those will be helpful for you. Okay. So as we wrap up one, Tara, I want you first to tell people where they can find you. And then secondly, I have a final few questions for you. Okay. Awesome. So my favorite, absolute favorite place to hang out is the Limitless Mama show. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. I mean, all the places, or you can just go to www.terracounterman.com slash E and then put in a number um, and it'll pull up the show notes. (laughs) Awesome. And I will have all of that maybe with just like one of the episodes that I really like linked in the show notes. And then finally, I know that it's still midday, so you can answer these questions for today or for yesterday, depending on what makes sense. What is one thing that you have learned today? Oh, one thing that I've learned today. We all learn something every day. And one of the things that I encourage people to do is be mindful and teach your brain to pay attention to that. There we go. So something that I learned yesterday is that my child is a sponge. Literally every little thing she takes in. We were at the library and the the librarian and her were talking about how the librarian had three daughters and she said, no boy. And Olivia or Olivia said, no boy. And the librarian said, no, no boy, three girls. God is good. And Olivia goes, what did you say? (laughs) And the librarian said, God is good. And then Olivia started talking. And I had no idea that she knew any of this, but she was talking about how my mother-in-law and my aunt were in a car and they almost got into a car accident, but God is good because he is powerful and he saved them. where that came and I'm sitting there like I'm now rethinking everything I've ever said in my whole life and what is in her little brain because I had no idea that was in there oh I love that that she is such a sponge and she's taken so much in that's so beautiful so second question who did you actively love today well I mean I feel like I should say my children but it would be me (laughs) Okay. Love that. This morning, for some reason, it, things were just not in alignment and I was feeling really off. So I locked myself in my office, which is my space. I turned my little salt lamp on and started journaling. So I love love myself today. I love that. And what made you laugh? You and this 
amazing episode. I'm so excited. No, I love so much all of the relationships that have come from this entrepreneur journey and the connections that are made. Mm-hmm. This brings me so much joy. I love talk. I just, I love having these interviews. So that made me laugh today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. We will have to do another episode in the future. For anyone listening, definitely make sure to go check out NaftaliRoberts.com backslash three methods um, and download that free guide. It really will help you know a place to start. Like if you're going to practice silence, like we talked about today, it's a really good thing to do in the silence. Have a great day and I will chat with you each soon.